0: Hey guys, Phil here, and with me as always is Mike, and it's been a rough week or so for the KISS Army. First, we learned of the passing of Bob Kulik, who we paid tribute to on last week's show, and then just a few days ago, Jr. Smalling, KISS's first tour manager, passed away. So this week, we're gonna pay tribute to Jr. with some stories from Mike, who had the good fortune to not only meet him, but hang out with him and after that we're going to replay our Kiss Alive episode which was an album that had so many contributions from JR so Mike I hand it over to you
1: all right thank you so much Phil uh well it's uh it's a dark time for us Kiss fans um as Phil said before first Bob Kulick, and and now Jer Smalling. Uh, and it's, uh, well, what can I say? Uh, we want to pay tribute to those people that were sort of like on the byline uh, on the side of, of of the big empire called KISS. And Jer Smalling was one of those people who were uh, from the get-go uh from 1973 up until 1976 he did it all for them uh and as phil said i had the pleasure of knowing Jer a bit more in depth cuz we had a kiss expo back in 2015 and together with my buddy martin uh we um send a request or or we 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 try to to get some of the people from the kiss family to come over and and be a guest on this kiss expo and i came to think about your smalling because i knew that he had previously done stuff like this in in the us so i i got his email and i contacted him and um told him what was going on and asked him if he wanted to come to Sweden. And since, well, we, we wanted to hear all the, the crazy stories that he was uh, carrying around, I, I knew because I, I, I saw some of the YouTube clips out there from, from the Xbox and, and, and he remembers quite a lot. So it's, it's really cool. So we, I got in contact with him. I sent him an email, uh, and he got right back, and and we started talking, and he was such a cool and such a nice, nice guy, and and he uh, he he really digged this the, the the idea that we had. We were going to have a tribute band play, and then we we're gonna have a Q and A, because uh, there was uh there are some people that I know or in the, in the business uh, i know a journalist called uh, carl dinaes uh who together with uh, uh also a friend of mine alex baradol uh, they did a, a book called partners in crime which is uh, which is the, the early days of, of kiss and and so i asked them would you like to join and i asked carl since he is a journalist and he he often uh, do do these bigger interviews with really famous people, so I thought it was be a, would be a cool way to go and and have it all being very professional. And so so Jiro was on. He he wanted to know uh, everything and and beforehand. So so what was going on? What's the deal's gonna be like? And 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 well, what is going on on, on this special? Uh, kiss expo and a special evening so uh, and he 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 got on board like right away and and he was he was on on it so so uh, we set a date and he flew over from new york and i picked him up in in copenhagen uh, on the airport there and we had a had had a great time Uh, i drove him to the hotel and it was smacking in in the middle of malmo uh which is a, is a town in southern, southern parts of Sweden from like the 1100s. so and his hotel was um, right near a church from from like the 1500s and, and right in between there were, there were two, two houses from like the 1700s and he was sort of like, "Oh man, this is great. I've never seen this before and could could you, could you tell me something about it? And luckily for him, and for me, is uh, that I am really interested in history, too, to say the least. So, so we went now out on, on, a, on, a, on a sightseeing of Malmo, and uh, he, was, he was such a great guy uh, to hang out with. We went out to dinner, and then I asked him, is there anything in particular that you want to do when you're in Sweden? And he said, and I quote, I want to try some real Swedish meatballs. I want to know what the fuss is all about. So me and Martin, we, we, um, we actually did uh, something even better. We, we uh, arranged so that he could uh, be able to do his own Swedish meatballs to, to roll them himself. So, so uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It, it, there was a lot of laughs, and there was a lot of uh, stories, man. Uh, even stories that I can't tell here. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's, he's been around. He he's used to be a security guard for Michael Jackson, and that was after KISS. So uh so there there was a lot of star stories but it's it's funny because he was he was very proud of the stuff that he did while he was in Kiss because they they started out like in 1973 with only a, a small little van that they packed with the gear and they drove to the places themselves, and Kiss, kisses kisses were, were were in a another van, and and they hauled all the equipment up on stage and set everything up, and and uh, Jero, Jero was of course the road manager, so so he uh, with all with all the, the logistics and and so forth, and and so he he tells a story when 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 it came to the point when when. The other bands started to get an idea of what Kiss was type of band, if if you will, because they didn't know they had makeup on. So what's going on there? But they played loud, man. Like oh man, and Jared told that they went on on tour with. I think it was uh Blue Easter Cult and Argent and so forth. And they played like everywhere that, that that they could get a gig. And it it always came to the point when the headliners tried to stop KISS because they took over. Because no one had ever seen anything like that before. And I remember him telling a, a story about a a town in in somewhere down south, I think this was in like 1974 and there, the headline act, their tour manager uh, and the head manager wanted to pull the plug uh, so that Kiss wouldn't be able to play their full set. So they locked him in a flight case. (laughs) (laughs) So Giro charge over and, and, and when he was trying to pull the plug, they, they locked him in a, in a, in a flight case so that KISS could could continue do, doing their full set. And and of course, they got thrown off that tour. But it, he said that was the shit you had to pull back in the day to get stuff going. Because if, if you didn't, they will run you over. So uh so and it was really funny to to listen to to all the stories and and um, it was really cool to to get to know him a bit better uh, we we stayed in in touch um uh, for um uh, uh, quite a long time and he he um, since I'm in a in a band he 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 told me some some good stuff uh, he was he gave me some advice what to think about and what what to do and what not to do and 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 so forth and he was so gracious to to share that stuff and and uh, he was such a great guy and i'm really happy and honored to 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 have met him like that and and um he was very polite and he he came to the point that where he actually uh, uh, invited me to go over to to New York and to see him but i i guess it's it's sort of like because i spoke to a friend of him uh and he just got the because he'd been struggling with this cancer for like over a year and it was right in that period of time when he got the diagnosis so it, when i never went over there to see him but i'm i'm um, I will always cherish the moments that we had when he was here for for those couple of days and he's such a great guy. He tells some fantastic stories and if you go to my um, uh, Twitter account and if you go to the Samsung Vinyl uh, on Instagram, you will see some pictures and And uh, I will try to to, um, get some pictures up on on sonsonvinyl.com so you can uh, watch uh, all the mischiefs that he did when he was here in Malmo. So thank you very much, Your Smalling, for giving me a chance to get to know you. Thank thank you for being there from the get-go. If it wasn't for you, KISS wouldn't have been where they are today and may you rest in peace
2: this is sounds on vinyl the podcast that celebrates the best rock metal and punk music on vinyl and now here's mike and phil
0: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl podcast. My name is Phil Boyer, and on the other side of the sea is Mike Svensson. Hey,
1: Mike. Hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Well, uh, this week on the Vinyl community on Instagram, I got a lot of things to talk about, and we talked a lot about Kiss. Uh, Do you remember those guys, Phil? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, well, ma- many people over there are interested in this band and in the fact that I'm a huge fan of them and a collector of, of uh, various items. I often get uh, DMs of questions on, on vinyls and, and collecting, especially Kiss stuff. So that's kind of cool. So I've been doing this for, for uh, like the, the last couple of weeks. Oh, very cool. Very yeah. cool.
0: And you know, that is just a little taste of what goes on over on Instagram. So if you're not already, head on over there and follow Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram and share in all that kick-ass stuff that Mike's doing over there because it's 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 a lot of fun. All right. You wanted the best, you've got the best. This week we're featuring one of Mike's favorite bands and records ever it is kiss alive
1: oh man i'm so excited about this show kiss alive, man. oh my god Kiss alive was released on september the 10th 1975 with castleblanker records man oh my god don't get me started uh, <laughs> i have to have to give you some some background Uh, on this album because it's it's my all-time favorite. It was recorded between May 16th and July 23rd, 1975 in Detroit, Michigan. Everybody thinks it's only Detroit, but it's actually Cleveland, and it's Davenport and Iowa, and they mixed everything up and and did this fantastic album. And it was produced by the, the great Eddie Kramer has uh, recorded Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and, uh, and so on. I mean, it's I Kiss Alive, the first live album. It's mind-boggling to think about it. I, I still to this day remember everything about that. Kiss was uh, uh, on the verge of bankruptcy at this time and uh, it was make it to break it for the band. This was like the fourth album they were meant to release. None of the other albums made it any any headwaves at all. It's, it was only a means to, to tour some more. That's why they released so, so many albums. So uh, somebody came up with the idea to, to release a, a live album and a double live album, for that matter. And people are uh, thinking, well, well, those guys are crazy. A, a Double live album? Nobody releases live albums in 1975. I mean, it was considered a, a career suicide, mm-hmm. but um, and lo and behold, it's still regarded as one of the best live albums in, in rock. And and it's actually reached number nine in the Billboard chart, uh, where it stayed on for like 110 weeks, the longest of any, any Kiss records ever. And the guitar world listed Kiss Alive as number three on their uh, top list of live albums. So it's it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, it's quite the, quite the resume for that record, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. All right, so what
0: is your first experience with this record, with Kiss Alive?
1: Actually, Kiss Alive was, uh, was the first album that, that I uh, actually really heard w- with Kiss. I've seen the pictures of them. I was around eight or nine. I just left Elvis Presley. Elvis has left the building and I needed something really heavy. And I remembered I got invited with a friend of mine to this cool guy who was some years older than us. And I've seen him around, but never talked to him. He was always dressed in black jeans, black t shirts, and he had long black hair. And it was so thrilling to see that guy. Uh, So when we got to his apartment and from floor to ceiling, it was filled with posters and he had a turntable and this massive speakers and the third first thing i heard was some sort of sound because he, he he put on a record at, at the turntable and and we were sitting there we were sort of like 10 years old uh, and he he hardly spoke to us and he said, sit down and and so we sat there in front of the speakers and you could hear the buzzing sound when 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 that needle dropped. And at first, I, I I didn't know what the sound was. It's some sort of like fading and buzzing sound. In and I, it was really hard to grasp. But suddenly, I hear a man screaming something that I I couldn't really understand because because English was not my native language. And then the volume went up, and all of a sudden, it felt like. Sl- felt like all hell broke loose. The sound is loud and screeching and and there is explosion everywhere. And and I looked at my friend and goes, what are we going to do? And I didn't know if I'm going to love it or hate it. And and this was Kiss Alive, of course. And from that day on, I became a fan. I collected everything about the band. That first song, Deuce it became my all-time favorite and still this day it is deuce yeah
0: deuce there you go my first experience with kiss was i think it was around 81 or 82 and here i am i'm 11 years old and i'm sitting here watching tv before i have to go to bed and i turn on this show called solid gold and andy gibb comes on the screen and he introduces this band and talks about how awesome their live performances are and how theatrical they are and all this stuff, you know, this big, big buildup to everything. And, you know, this gets me intrigued, you know, I'm like, okay, this is exciting. What is this? What is this, right? So I move from the couch onto the floor right in front of the TV. You know how the parents are always like, don't get too close. You're going to burn your eyes out. You're going to go blind <laughs> too close in front of the TV. But here I am, I'm sitting that close to the TV. And these crazy guys come out, right? They're all dressed in leather, big heeled boots, all this makeup and all this stuff. And Gene Simmons and his his uh, hatchet guitar and all this. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? Like, what? <laughs> like I've never seen anything like this before, you know? I'm listening to them and they start playing the songs. And I wasn't a really big fan of the songs that they played that night on that show, But the sound and their look was intriguing enough to me that I'm like, okay, I gotta look into these guys, right? Like, who, who are these guys? What are they all about? So from there, I landed on Kiss Alive, which was really cool because in a sense, it's sort of like a greatest hits record of their first four records right because it had all their their songs on it 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 was just really awesome to hear that i'm like
1: okay like these songs i can get into like oh man this is
0: epic this is really really
1: cool i actually remember that solid gold because we were scanning uh, all over the world to, to get our hands on on video footage so i actually got that video footage of solid gold so i i know what you're talking about and 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 I could see the difference between that show and hearing Kiss alive because it's it's a ma- major difference. <laughs> but it, it, I mean yeah. the sheer volume of that band. I mean, come on, <laughs> Jesus! When when you're like ten or twelve years old and you and you sit there in front of the speakers of in uh, front of the television and and looking at these four guys ripping it up, it's Oh my god, it's nuts. Yeah, but but I, I, mean, gotta, I, ga, I gotta tell you a story. I gotta tell you a story, man. Okay. You know the intro? You wanted the best and you got the best. The hottest band in the land from like the first Is Alive.
2: Yeah. That
1: guy who did that was their first tour manager, G.R. Smalling. Mm. And he actually came to Sweden and rolled Swedish meatballs together with me. Wow, that's awesome! There you go, there, there you, you go, go. Sweet. there you go. So, so how'd that go? We well, went it really a
0: good meatball <laughs> Yeah, or
1: so we could leave it at that, but but it, there there is more to the story. I <laughs> we actually a, a friend of mine uh, uh, called Martin. Uh, we we put together this kiss expo. And we wanted a, a special guest. So we got a hold of him and asked him, do, do you want to come to this? We'll hook you up with flight tickets and, and uh, hotel and so forth. And, and you can come and tell your story. And he, he thought it was a good idea. He thought we were a bit crazy. But, uh, well, we are. So so he hopped on the plane. And, and I, I picked him up at the airport. And, and we started talking. And he's, uh, like me, a real history buff. So, so uh, he actually wanted a tour of uh, my town of Malmo in Sweden. We took a tour in the city and I talked a lot about uh, the older stuff. And I pressed him to, to talk about kids, of course. And he told me the story on how he came about to, to do that intro. And he got asked by management, you, you got to find some really cool stuff. Because they had, if you want to rock if you want to roll, well, put your two lips together and welcome kiss. Uh, that was like the first intro they had. And it, now they were major leagues, so they couldn't use that anymore. They had to have something more. So he watched a Toyota commercial and it went something like this. He he hummed it as he sang it to, to me and Martin. And it was sort of like, you wanted the best, you got it. It's Toyota. And that's it. And he he thought he he put that together, and it became you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest band in the land. Cheers! And it's actually him on the on uh, Kiss Alive that shouts this in in the opening song of Deuce. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, there you go. Little inside yeah. knowledge there yes is, it's kind of
0: funny how that came from a toyota commercial but you yeah. never know where inspiration will strike right no no <laughs> and I, I don't think there are any bigger kiss fans than you and martin no, no. <laughs> you guys you guys were cracking me up in vegas a couple years yeah. ago when
1: yeah.
0: gene, gene was there selling his his stuff oh my yeah. god that was the vault the, yeah that, that was yeah. epic. That, that was so yeah. much fun. Yeah, you, you guys are crazy KISS fans.
1: Yeah, we became 12 years old. Look, Gene Simmons is in the other room. How could we get to him? Yeah. Well, you see? It's crazy. But it's only good fun.
0: It is. It is. And speaking of good fun, I got a story too about this record. It's, uh, it's about 1984, 1985. You know, almost a decade after this record has come out. And I'm a senior, uh, I mean a, a freshman in high school, and we had to take this stupid ass speech class. You know how school is, you got to take all these <laughs> classes that you don't want to. And you know, I hated the class, I hated the teacher, but we got to the part where we had to lip sync a song and kind of right. sort of perform it in front of the entire class, which, yeah. you know, giving a speech is horrifying enough, but to go Ooh, and lip sync is. is even worse, right? Oh, man. So everybody's doing all this, you know, pop shit like Michael Jackson and Kenny Loggins and Madonna and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, I'm sorry. I can't play that. I know I, I, nope, it's not going to happen. So it, it, it's getting close to my turn. And I tell the teacher, I'm like, OK, dude, I, I got to go to the bathroom to prepare. Right. And he looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And he says, well, all right, go ahead. So. A few minutes later, I'm walking back to class in the hallway, and I'm dressed like Paul Stanley, no. makeup and all. The oh, whole line oh. I went oh, in and black and white makeup, the big red oh, lipstick. Oh my whole god! Backyard. And it, you know, and I've got the the black clothes on and all that stuff. You know, oh. I'm, I'm like, totally looking the part, right? And I'm walking down the hallway, right, and these kids are looking at me like I'm some sort of freak. And one of the teachers stops me and it's like, what the hell's going on with you? What, why aren't you in class? And it's like, you know, I think we need to go to the principal's office. And I'm like, no, no, hold on, hold on. Now I, it's for speech class. I'm dressed up to give my lip sync, blah, blah, blah. And I explained everything. And so she let me go. And so I walk into the classroom, right? And everyone looks at me like who the hell is this guy? What, what the hell is this about? Right. Cause I'm the only oh, one that's gone all out like this. Yeah. Right? Nobody even like, wore like the Michael Jackson, like glove or anything. Right. No, nobody even went to, as far as something simple like that. Oh man. So the teacher has me go next. So I get up there and I'm like, okay, let's play hotter than hell from kiss. Yes. So start standing it, you know, and, yeah. and I start lip syncing, and and I get into this thing for about a minute, right? Not even halfway through the song, and the teacher's like, "Okay, all right, that's enough. We get it. We get it." Stops it. Oh no! And me, Go back and, and and get back to normal. Get oh, back my. to normal. What and the fuck, you buddy?
1: Yeah. You. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh no. I yeah. mean you were like the, the coolest kid ever. I know man, Woo-hoo. I went all out. Yeah. And you know
0: what? The, I, I don't even think I got a good grade on that. I think the, the dick gave me something like a C minus or something.
1: Oh my god, I went it, 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 it was an A for Christ's sakes. Oh, oh my yeah. god, like said, no. Ow. Make up oh. everything. What the hell? You man, know? that's so cool. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Woohoo! <laughs> that's yeah. real cool. how, how how old were you
0: oh shit i had to be about 14 15
1: oh my god that's so cool
0: yeah yeah that was the same year that i got introduced to metallica's kill em all so
1: oh that was a
0: good year that was a good year for me yeah for me. that's when i really started to get into into the good stuff
1: like, talk oh, about yeah. being determined man oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> kudos to you Woo-hoo! yeah i deserved an a you, damn it yeah you are my brother from another mother Phil, that that's <laughs> that's the proof right there that's right see there yeah, we go screw that teacher yeah <laughs> he
0: didn't know what he was talking about no no no, Beyond no. Warwick or some shit <laughs> <laughs> so so what's your what's your favorite songs on kiss alive you know, I'm with you. I think Deuce is a kick-ass song. I love Deuce. Yeah. Uh, hotter Than Hell. I mean, I use that. Uh, not only do I like that song, but I used it because it was hotter than hell for my lip Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. but uh, I love Cold Gin. Yeah. And I like Firehouse. And not that Firehouse, I think, is that great of a song, but it has meaning to me because that's also the same time that I became a firefighter. So- Ooh. Uh, okay cool you know the uh, the firehouse song sort of kind yeah. of you know, went with, All right. with time so it's sort of nostalgic for me yeah yeah so how, how about you what's your were your favorite tunes on that record
1: well uh, apart from the ones we have mentioned uh, being Deuce being my all-time favorite song it, it, I had to say nothing to lose come mm-hmm. on and love me got to shoes and I'll have to go with Rock Bottom.
0: Rock Bottom. Yes. Yeah, good tunes. Deuce, the song Deuce. Is, yeah. Do you prefer the studio version or the live version?
1: I actually prefer the demo version. Ooh, the demo <laughs> just, version. Just, just to complicate it even more. <laughs> it, it, it became known to the public like some 20, 25 years ago. That first tape that they did with Eddie Kramer. And it's so raw, it's so intense, and it's got everything. And it was actually the first song that Ace Frehley ever did when he auditioned for Kiss. Wow. And uh, and when he turned into that solo part, they, they knew this guy, he's spaced out of his head, but we gotta have him, because he could play like... Nobody they've ever seen before. So, um, so it's actually, uh, one of Ace's all time favorite songs, too. And, um, when I met him, I asked him about that, and, and he, he confirmed, yeah, I do. So it, it's, it's right there in, in, in my heart because it, that's how I, I got the gig. So it's, it's a special meaning to him, too. So it's, it's really cool. Really cool.
0: Yeah. So the demo, see, I, I, a lot of times prefer the demos too. I love when yeah. bands release the demo versions of songs and, and sometimes they're not good. I mean, you listen to some of the, the Metallica stuff that first demo tape that they put out, like it's, it's really not good. No life to letter. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, you, and you can really see how the what a good producer can do for a band. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it,
0: yeah. It's still like you were saying about Deuce. It's like it's still raw. That that rawness of some of these demos that you hear. They're I don't know. It, it's maybe it's it's that that punk vibe coming out. But I, I do like the the demos too.
1: Yeah, the producer for the first album were, were uh, one of them was a rock and roll guy, but the other one had had. Done some pop st- songs. It wasn't David Kramer who, who produced the first album. So Neil Bogart, who owned Castle Records, he wanted those guys to to produce the album. So that's why it's somewhat more slick than than the demos that edited. So any
0: uh, well, here I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Yes. So like you were saying earlier, the first four records weren't really doing that well, and Kiss Alive was sort of a make or break thing. Yes. Once this Kiss Alive record came out, did it yep. help sell the first four records?
1: Yes. When Kiss Alive came out, they took the whole package of Kiss being a live band and put that in into this like two slabs of vinyl with a booklet and and uh, the special notes from the band and so forth, and it exploded. Everybody got got it from there. So people went out and, and bought the studio albums also because they wanted, like me, collect everything. So it, it was uh, it was actually a make-or-break album, Kiss Alive. And they did it.
0: The amount of money that they've made since then. It's amazing <laughs> uh, you can go from almost being over to be a household name. But that's yeah. not the representation <laughs> of, of Kiss, but yeah. still. Like, it, it, KISS is such a household name. And, and
1: Yeah.
0: Any last words on KISS Alive?
1: Rock and roll on and party every day? I'm down. Yeah, right. Let's do it. <laughs> Definitely.
0: And we're talking about what a KISS fan Mike is. Head on over to Instagram, and one of the uh, highlights over there is he did a little video of his uh, collection, which is insane. So go check it out. Thank you.
1: So we're uh, doing a different segment uh, at the end of every show, and we want to play bands that were influenced by uh, the music and the album that we play and talk about. First up tonight is a Swedish band who I think are influenced by KISS, and this is a band called Liar Thief Bandit, with their latest single, Virtue Not a Vice. (laughs)
0: For us to say farewell.
2: Later. See you guys next week. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svenson and Phil Boyer. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and follow at Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozhound Productions, music by Grand Reserva. Visit soundsonvinyl.com for official merch and stuff you won't find anywhere else.